Hello, beautiful people. Hello, Jordan. What's up, Madison? What's up? You do it the same every time. It cracks me up. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm exhausted. I'm just, yeah, I'm exhausted. School be schooling. January is a long month. Long month. January is a really freaking long month. I'm thankfully not dealing with the extreme like cold and stuff that you guys have had or insane amounts of snow. We got a little bit. It was a little bit icy yesterday. Um, and like two weeks ago, it was like 14 degrees. But other than that, it's been pretty good here. Yeah, we in the mid 30s this week, reading 40s next week. National Weather Service Sioux Falls said we should only have about an inch of snow on the ground left by next by the first of February. So, but you know, Mother Nature, come March, right before the Summer League tournament, she, she's going to remind us all, "I'm in charge." She's going to screw with us all. I I'm know it's crazy. Um, we have a lot to get into. First of all, though, I just saw on Twitter. I don't remember the guy's name, but former UND women's basketball coach who's now at Shadron State. Did you see this? He called a timeout with like I three minutes and 22 seconds. he was former UND coach. Okay. So he called a timeout with three minutes and 22 seconds left in their game against whoever the heck. Um, sorry, three minutes and 22 seconds left in the third quarter. My bad. And then they just walked off the court. Like they just forfeited. Yeah. Were they losing and so because. I don't know. I didn't see the, I just like briefly saw someone put it in our group chat. Um, and I briefly oh, saw it on Twitter, but because it was not because three full quarters were not completed, there's no stats for the game. They finished 2-0, didn't it? Yeah. It was a forfeit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so the only like excuse or reasoning, so to speak, that anyone has found is, I guess, in one of the articles, he said, um, like, this is a really long road trip and I have to take everything into consideration when it comes to like player safety. So like, to me, something else, I don't like, well, okay, I do like to speculate. I don't like to speculate in this position on the podcast, um, but like something's going on. <laughs> Well, like speculation is so, so he hard, games right? And I think they find like, what'd you say? As like speculation is so hard, like not to be irrelevant with the NBA here, but like Milwaukee Bucks fire their head coach, and tonight the Bucks players are dancing around like it was like, yes, we finally like he's gone, and everyone was like, why would they do that? It's a stupid right. choice. It's like, did you ask the players? Like, do do you, maybe there was an internal issue that they went to the GM and were like. He's got to go. So it's tough to speculate. Just like Aaron Rodgers tanking to fire Mike McCarthy. Fair. Um, yeah. So I don't know. They they find them or him, I guess, $5,000 suspended him for three games. So that happened. Yeah. Um, other than that, Summit League stuff. Apparently, we lost all of our viewers with that. Me talking about that. Lovely. Um, Man. where should we start? Let's start with last Thursday. Let's do it. Yeah, let's start there. Um, so NDSU gets a how many points is that? 21 point win over Denver. 
that game was close-ish for a while. If you ask uh, Brandon Gaffrey in our group chat, he was like, so I had said, like, I don't think the final score, like the box score reflects how the game went. I felt like Denver was in it a lot more than it looks like they were. And Brandon was like, I don't know. I never really felt like NDSU was going to lose, which I feel is valid, but he also has green and gold glasses on. <laughs> so I yeah, I'm wondering, I'm wondering I, if it was like one of those games though where NDSU like had control. Denver was just kind of hanging around, like but hanging you always felt, yeah, yeah, like you felt like the game should be like a like a football game, right? Like it should be twenty one to twenty one to three, but it's seventeen to ten right now. It's it's yeah. really close, and then clearly NDSU um, pulled away in the fourth with the twenty eight twelve scoring margin there. Yeah, I won't disagree with that. Um, L. Evans comes up big, 22 points, 10 rebounds. Love that for her. Having Hamling, 15 points and six rebounds. I'm not sure if it was that game or the Saturday game. I think it might have been the Saturday game, but in one of them, um, she – did she become the leading scorer? I think she became the leading scorer in NDSU history. Mm-hmm. Or maybe in the D1 era, maybe in history. I might have to pull up Twitter to find it. Um, I think she has like 1,562 points or something when she, at the moment that she crossed that threshold. I get so annoyed when my wife doesn't work when I need it to. (laughs) Upgrade to that. uh, We have a certain cell phone carrier's Wi-Fi and it's been way better than the one we had before what you had before yeah a local telecom company god how many times have they tweeted since saturday summit league or no ndsu it must have been thursday that she did it because it's not in any of their saturday tweets i just want to get it right Okay, so I found the tweet, but the picture's not loading. Okay, most points in the Division One era, ninth most all-time in Bison history, 1,452. Nice. Claps and snaps. Um, I also want to shout out, I believe Hannah Cooper hit 1,000 points in her career like a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't mention it on here. My bad. You're a queen. Congratulations, Hannah Cooper, as well. We're going to talk about ORU. We have lots to say about ORU. But to get back to NDSU and um, DU, Heaven Hamling had 15 points. Abby Schulte had 10, a few points off the bench for a couple of other girls as well. For DU, JoJo Jones had 18 points, five rebounds. Angie Robles had 12 points. And Emma Smith had 11 points and six rebounds, um, nine points for Michaela Bennett. As we mentioned, and DU Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to wrap it up, so go ahead. Oh, uh, NDSU just crushed him in the paint, 46 to 24, almost doubling him up. Uh, Denver, they, I don't have the stats on me, but I, I thought they average shooting like 20, 25, maybe even more than that, threes a game. And NDSU held them to um, not too far off, but six and 19 from three. So not quite as many as. Denver gets, if I remember right, but yeah, Yeah. they're, uh, well, at the time, at the time, NDSU was at the top of the league with SDSU. Um, not that NDSU is not still at the top. They're just not, um, in first 
anymore, but we will get to that. Um, to move on to Omaha and SDSU, South Dakota State 92, Omaha 55. Paige Meyer had 18 points, Maddie Mathewitz 16, uh, Maddie Vlastwin 12, and Brooklyn Meyer 11. And actually, Tori Nelson, just kidding. Jenna Hopp also had um, 11. So, oh, Mason Biome had 11 rebounds. So, fairly good game for SDSU all around. Um, Omaha has not been super strong this year. Hopefully, that will change. As Carrie Banks said last week, she's looking forward to um, the turnaround there. And 13 turnovers for SDSU, which compared to how many they were turning over earlier in the season, I'm pretty happy with that. So, for Omaha, I'm more disappointed in their block party effort. Only two blocks in the game? Come on, SDSU. What is that? And they could have had more. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. um Aaliyah Stanley had 12 points Cora Olson 11 points five rebounds Kennedy Grant and Danae Watson had nine points apiece uh Danae Watson also added five rebounds Omaha's next game was a little bit better than this one but when you're going up against um the powerhouse that is South Dakota State and you have not yet won in the league that can go south very quickly. So, well, it's another game. SDSU shooting over fifty percent. So that's just again, like we talked Correct. about last week. When they when they do that, um, you got to bring your A game and more. Thousand percent. Um, ORU UND UND fell off the wagon just a tad bit um, after what we saw from them the week prior. I was going to say last week, but we're talking about last week. Casey Brovich, double-double, 19 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, Nakia Hurst, 18 points, 6 rebounds. She is really, like, coming into her own. Um, she's going to mm-hmm. be a threat, and she certainly helped them turn around. Uh, Kira Pemberton also added 10 rebounds. For them, they turned the ball over. Are you ready for this, Jordan Decker? How many do you oh, think? Are you looking no. at the stats? I just pulled it up. That's It's what uh, SDSU had, but flip the number. 31 times. 31 Ouch. turnovers for That'll do it. UND. That'll do it. I don't care what you do for shooting the lights out. Yeah. Um, so actually, and let's jump down. We specific you... players, but there's there's a couple on there that I bet that uh, they, they know they can play better than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or you had 28 points off of turnovers. So and what was the final score? Ooh. 55 to 71. Yeah. I mean, that's a 16 point game. 28 yeah, points off turnovers. Pretty even in the points in the paint. Um, field goals, pretty even. Both teams, yikes, with three point. Who's the top team here? And uh, UND, two of 15. ORU, four of 22. Cold. Yikers. Yeah. Um, for Oral Roberts, Emily Robinson had 14 points. This is a name we have not said. I have a, an inkling that we will be saying this name frequently from now on. Um, Talia Jones and Ruthie both had 10 points. Ruthie pulled a double-double with 13 boards as well. 42 rebounds for ORU um, overall. And Hannah Cooper was really the only one in foul trouble. Also, Jaylee Oglesby actually led ORU with 17 points. She wasn't at the top, so I didn't see it. Uh, but that that is a name I think we're also going to hear more often. 
Um, I hate that I have to reload this every time. Okay, Thursday, January 18th. Ah, <laughs> this is the one that I'm so excited to talk about. St. Thomas found themselves in another buzzer beater situation, and this time they were on the wrong end of it. Um, whether or not the clock started on time, I don't really care. Tori DePerry is beast mode, and I'm obsessed with it. Wait, him. you don't so think important. it started on time? The announcers were kind of speculating that. I, you couldn't really tell when they replayed it. It's like, did it? Oh, did yeah. It, yeah. It, the, the announcers were they were great, but when they said – like as they're playing it in like 10 times slow motion, like, Oh, look at the clock didn't start. I'm like, yeah, because it's in slow motion. She's literally slow motion. Moved like that far. Like it's not like the ball has a chip on it. Right. Like as soon as you touch, then it goes like, it's still. That would be a good, no, I, good technology development. <laughs> I, I'm working on it. Like how, how footballs yeah. don't have like how they don't have like a sensor when it gets past the line right like we can have yeah anyways but it would be cool yeah no it was, it was good yeah. uh good drop that was done by assistant coach mike jewett um beautiful yeah finished by tory to perry and I, I believe hempy threw the ball um but it was a big stop beforehand too to get the ball back by usd mike jewett's a traitor just kidding i love mike jewett oh yeah um but like I talked about last week, that was a win that USD needed, and um, especially going into a Saturday, a big game on Saturday, right? Um, that that's one that is going to hopefully help them later on with seeding. That's a seeding game in my eyes. Um, Absolutely. But all around good game. It was a great game to watch, fun game to watch. Um, USD just dialed it up in that fourth quarter. Um, looking at the stat line here, Kendall Holmes, 19 points on seven to 14 shooting, uh, grace productive night, 10 points, six rebounds, four assists, three steals, um, off the bench, Natalie Mazurek, 11 points, seven rebounds. And, um, yeah, otherwise just some, the, some smaller contributions. Walker had six and six. So, you know, 43 yeah, rebounds I mean, was... to 26 over St. Thomas. That that was – they out-rebounded him by 17. Jade Hill, really quick, Jade Hill, 17 points. Uh, Joe uh, Langbin, 17. Amber Scalia, 11 and 4. So, those three stepped up again for St. Thomas. Yeah, and worth noting, the score was tied four times and the lead changed 11 times. So we're not exaggerating when we say that this game really was, I mean, no, down up, to the, the, up to the hype. It was a, a great basketball yeah. game. Um, you know, St. Thomas only turned the ball over nine times. They took care of the ball. USD. So it, it's just kind of been, obviously as a fan of USD and then just watching their games, like a lot of their turnovers have just been like, yeah, what, what, what did you see there? What, what, what were we looking at there? But it's like what Coach Caria said, and I, I just listened to it uh, with the Coyote report. Um, it's a young team in the aspect of they don't have a lot of chemistry playing together. There were some injuries last year. They're still trying to figure each other out. Um, and a lot of the scores that USD has been a part of on the losing end, especially um, those the scores aren't indicative of how close some of those games have been or how competitive – most of the game was so they're still figuring it out um 
you know, we'll get into rankings and the standings here in a bit, but uh, um, yeah, good win. Absolutely. Um, let's move on to Saturday. Oral Roberts takes down North Dakota State, hands them their first uh, conference loss of this season. Uh, for NDSU, L. Evans, 23 points. Heaven Hamling had eight points. Um, Avery Coonan, that's the other one, had 14 points. And Merely Simon had nine. So some different names kind of contributing um, for NDSU. They turned the ball over 17 times. Cut 26 personal fouls. Abby Draper fouled out. Heaven Hamling fouled out. And L. Evans and Abby Graham were pretty darn close to fouling out. Um, so not sure if that's of note to you, but score was tied nine times. Lead changed 11 times for ORU, 23 points for Ruthie and eight rebounds, 15 points for Emily Robinson, um, also three assists for Emily Robinson and three steals. Uh, 14 points for Talia Jones, 11 for Hannah Cooper, four points, 10 rebounds for Megan Weinrich and also four steals for Megan Weinrich and then 12 points, uh, six rebounds for Jaylee Oglesby who also fouled out. ORU played, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight girls. And every single one of them scored. So that is Efficient. also potentially worth noting. Um, yeah, sure. 19 points off turnovers for ORU and 36 points in the paint. Another thing I wanted to just mention, ORU has not lost at home this year. 10 and no? Or 11 and 10 no? 10 and no. Um, actually, I'm not sure. Hold on. But while hold you're on, finding on. that, Madison, really quick, like if you look at ORU's attendance too, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's very getting negative of it's getting better. I mean, they had 1300, yeah. uh, they had a thousand on Thursday, which is great for a Thursday, 1300 on Saturday. This it's what winning does, right? It puts uh, cheeks in the seats as they say. Cheeks in the seats. I didn't make that up. Yeah. Um, I'm super happy to see that. And every, you can ask my husband every time we turn on an ORU game, I'm so happy to, to not see, I mean, the maybe center is certainly not, it could be fuller. You know, I think there should be yeah. more there. This is a really good team. Um, however, I'm happy to actually see butts in the seats. It used to be, especially at the beginning of the season in the non-con, you turn on an ORU game, ORU women's game, and you could literally count the people. I mean, there was nobody. Um, so 1,300 is good job. I hope that that keeps um, growing for them because they certainly deserve it. Also the worth noting, ORU – oh, sorry. Nope, sorry. You go ahead. I've interrupted you too many times. <laughs> Um, this is my show, damn it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> no, we started the show together. Um, ORU is leading the league in offense. That's all I was going to say. No shocker Which, there. I mean, shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. Go no. ahead. Um, for the ORU NDSU game, third quarter. That was the uh, that's the separator right there. Um, I just had it and now my page is loading. There we go. Um, NDSU went five of eighteen, including O of seven from three. ORU shot nine of fifteen. So there's the difference. The four field goals, eight points, nineteen eleven in the third quarter. That's that's what ultimately did it in. Um, it looks like it's pretty even. 
with points in the paint. NDSU's bench scored quite a bit more, 31 to 17, but nine times the game was tied, 11 lead changes. So that would be indicative of a, a pretty close game, but that third quarter is what uh, did NDSU in from the looks of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on to Kansas City and Omaha. Omaha goes 0-2 uh, on the weekend. Kansas City, in their only game, gets their first conference win of the season, 88-74 to over the Mavs. Uh, for Omaha, Kennedy Grant, 21 points, 9 rebounds. Katie Kite, just 11 points. Um, Elias Stanley, 7 points. Cora Olson, that was the other one, had uh, 13 points. And a name that we don't often say, sometimes we break out of Polina Nikolichkina's name, but her sister, Anna Nikolichkina, who I believe is the older one, uh, had nine points for the Mavs um, in this game. Better performance for Omaha, a bit more together. This game was, I won't say super close, um, but competitive. 29-22 Kansas City after the first quarter. Um, Omaha added 16 in the second quarter, 21 in the third, and then got outscored 26 to 15 in the fourth. Kansas City kind of just ran away with it um, in those final 10 minutes. But Omaha certainly looks to be getting get, getting closer to where we would like them. For Kansas City, Dom Phillips is the story. Dom Phillips is her. I've been saying that. I will continue to say that. Uh, 23 points and eight rebounds for her. Elena Contreras. Uh, contributed 15 points and eight assists for the Ruse and also three steals. Naraya Simmons, 14 points, five steals. Almost fouled out, but did not. She was the only one that was kind of in foul trouble for them. That was the thing for Omaha, too. I think, um, let's see, Kennedy Grant had four fouls. Katie Kite just had four fouls. Leah Stanley had four. Danae Watson fouled out with five. So they were in a bit more foul trouble than Kansas City was. Mm-hmm. Um. 11 points for Tamia Ugas as well. So four double-digit scores for Kansas City on the day. That was a good one for Kansas City. I noticed um, – so it was Omaha last week, right? Grace didn't play in the Thursday or Saturday game a couple weeks ago. Was it Thursday? Correct. And she did I, – I was going to bring that up. She did play um, – she did play in this game. I want to say she had like 34 minutes. So she yeah, wasn't – Yeah, off 34 minutes. Yeah, she wasn't super um, limited. She did have uh, 13 points for them and seven rebounds. It was a quiet 13 and seven, though, for me. I didn't really feel mm -hmm. like they were saying her name a lot, um, but I'm happy to see her healthy and thriving. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. These are two teams that um, you know it, it, they might not be in the top of the standings, but it's good ball clubs, um, and that's a good win for Kansas City for sure. Absolutely. Um, let us move on. I'm going to skip down to the interstate series, which should be called the showdown series because that's cooler. Um, I don't miss the ugly orange t-shirts though. Dude, those were bad. Whoever decided that, I mean, it's red and blue. But it was, the sponsor was South Dakota corn and their color is the, actually what I'm wearing. The burnt orange. Go Go That's like black with the orange. Then I I don't know. That was especially with USD like orange on red. Yeah, it was <laughs> wild. Like, it was wild. Um, seventy three fifty five. Oh no, absolutely not. 
7355 for the Jacks. Uh, for USD, 18 points, five rebounds for Grace Larkins. Um, eight points for Carly Duffney and seven for Kendall Holmes. So the Jacks were able to keep the Yotes a bit quieter. The only double-digit score was Grace. Natalie Mazurik did grab uh, 10 rebounds, though, for the Yotes. Only, I don't want to say only 15 turnovers, but 15 turnovers to me, like I've said, some of the numbers we've seen, 25, 31, like 15 mm -hmm. is, I'll take that from USD. Um, what was I going to? Oh, yeah. So the score was tied one time and the lead changed um, only one time. So uh, USD won the first quarter. I don't remember what that score was. Let me find it. Um, 21 to 14. Yeah, 21 to 14 after the first. Mm -hmm. And then the Jacks outscored USD 22 to 7 um, in the second quarter. Allegedly, according to Matt Zimmer, who was very near the bench when he was taking pictures, um, he tweeted, I believe sometime in the third quarter, that AJ said to the girls, you're not playing hard enough. So apparently that um, lit a fire under their ass and brought us to the final score that we... It, that we saw and it did look like it too like uh, for both teams um usd looked like and then i found out tonight this is what coach Karius has said too they looked like they were on a high roller coaster coming off saint thomas they were high energy they were shooting it well they like the, the body language the chemistry it was like all right and you could hear it or lack thereof on tv how quiet frost arena got which is odd because normally the building, you know, you can knock the air out of the building, but then state usually will hit a shot, get the crowd back into it. That did not happen in the first quarter. It was punch after punch after punch from USD. And then they just went cold. The, the shooting, uh, give me one sec here in the second, third and fourth quarter, they went a combined three of 16 from three after starting five of 11. I, I don't want this to sound like an, a scapegoat or excuse, but I think for this USD squad, whoever this Saturday game was against losing like this was a good loss, I think. And it of course happens against SDSU and Brookings, but personally, I think this is a good loss because you ride this high, right? Like it's a great buzzer beater win on the road. Then you come into the most hostile environment in the summit league and you come out punching, 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 you kind of going with it. And all of a sudden you go cold it, it not humbles you per se, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like a wake up call. Like, okay, if we want to be, it's the a best reminder. League, it's a reminder, right? Like if we want to be the best with SDSU and Oral Roberts this year, we got to give it four quarters. We got to stay focused. We got to get good shots. And SDSU's defense stepped up again. I think they're first in the league by, a, it's a few points in defensively, um, but they're average. It they're, Defense is averaging like 52, 53 points a game. USD was well on its way to scoring mid-60s to mid-70s. And what happens? State holds them to that mid-50s range. So it was a phenomenal uh, defensive effort by SDSU, but USD was getting the shots. But after that first quarter, it was like a different tune. Um, I don't think, personally, both teams, I don't think they played their best ball that game either, State or, or USD. I 
I don't disagree. Um, SDSU, like you said, is leading the league in defense. Um, they they average allow fifty nine point four, so they actually allow more than they allowed against USD. But I I would not disagree with the statement that those few points that they didn't allow were USD being cold and not necessarily SDSU's defense um, being as top tier as it typically is. So before and, and we, you look at the USD roster too, Madison is like. Great Grace, of course, of leading scorer in this game, but there's player on there too, uh, like Ambrosi, Kendall Holmes, Walker, uh, and Tori DePerry. Tori DePerry had zero. She had zero points. She shot 0 of 4 from the field. She only played 11 minutes, and she's a starter. So, and Natalie and uh, Carly picked up those minutes, but again, this is this is a learning thing. Right. Like this team is still trying to figure out which, which lineups go well, who plays well together. Um, I hate creating excuses for losses, but I think this is a good loss for USD. Um, we'll, we'll see. What is it next weekend already? We got State U round two next Saturday. Um, I'll have to pull it up. I have stats up right now, but I, I can pull okay. it up in a minute. Um. I wanted to just make sure I shout out the SESU as well. I haven't like, like read their stats yet. Tori Nelson had 15 points, Brooklyn Meyer with 13, Mesa Byam with uh, 10 points and eight rebounds, dangerously close uh, to a double-double. Like you said, only uh, four blocks for SDSU. Oh, I think they had three in the Omaha game, four in this game. Two for Brooklyn, one for Tory, and one for um, Jenna Hopp. However, six players had at least one steal. So I feel like that is worth noting. Well, do, do you still have it up? What was the points in the paint differential? Because I feel like it was a lot. Like USD did not have very much of a paint presence in this game. Uh, oh, yeah, doubled. SDSU 28, USD 14. And I still think that's pretty good for holding SDSU to, to 28. I wonder what their average is per game because I feel like it's it's higher than that. But nonetheless, USD only having what they had, that's got to be more. It's got to be more. Yeah. I think another thing, USD didn't um, – didn't, like materialize or put to use the turnovers. SDSU turned the ball over 15 times and USD only scored four points off turnovers. So I think you have to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, and those are times when the ball absolutely has to go into the bucket. Um, let's talk about this weekend. So tomorrow, St. Thomas goes to North Dakota State at 7. For me, this is, I won't necessarily say it's my game of the week. I, I know what my game of the week is. It's not this one. But if my game of the week wasn't my game of the week, it would be this one. Um, NDSU only has one loss in the conference to Oral Roberts. We know that St. Thomas can play tough. St. Thomas beat Oral Roberts on a buzzer beater. They are Oral Roberts' only loss. Um, so I think that even though their record doesn't look quite as pretty as everyone else's and they're St. Thomas and people have their, you know, D3 to D1 misconceptions, like, if you don't think St. Thomas is good, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Um, I think that St. Thomas is going to push NDSU. However, um, this game is in in the shack, in Fargo. So that environment obviously is not going to be in St. Thomas's favor. But anyone will tell you they'd rather play in front of a an opposing crowd than no crowd or whatever. So mm -hmm. this is a good opportunity for St. Thomas. That's my um, 
my shtick on that. But it's also a good opportunity for NDSU to get back in the win column too. So we'll see. Any thoughts for you on that one? On Thursday's matchups? Uh, just for the this first one, NDSU St. Thomas. NDSU St. Thomas. Yeah, it's, it's good road test for St. Thomas. Um, winner of this game moves into – unless Oral Roberts loses. Um, but the winner of this game moves into third place with the tiebreaker. So for seeding, starting to get important. Um, I like I, – I lean NDSU in this one. I think they're playing really, really well right now. Um, let's see. Winner, they've got six out of the last ten. And there's – oh, there, there's another one, Madison. Under, undefeated at home. They're 7-0 at home this year. So, yeah, I'm going to go Bison. Bison. All right, good to know. Um, I didn't really make a prediction. I'm not going to, though. Um, <laughs> Denver at – USD. Oh, that's what we didn't talk about. Hold on. We have to go back. We did not talk about UND Denver because I um, wanted to talk about that one last. So UND came away with a 10 point win, 78 to 68. Um, Did you watch this game or any of this game? I did not. Okay. First quarter, Denver 16, UND 10. Um, Next quarter, I'm not going to do the math, but UND scored 17 points, Denver 14. UND has a monstrous, monstrous third quarter, 31 points uh, to Denver 12. That's where DU got themselves in trouble. Um, At the end of the game, so DU got a tech earlier in the game. Um, A player got their fourth foul, got frustrated, kicked the ball into the stands, got a tech. She was done. That was in the third quarter. That's all fine and dandy. At the end of the game, um, we have a double tech. So there's no free throws. And then an unsportsmanlike conduct, like foul penalty. I don't know what we're calling it. It was a mildly confusing situation. This is all within like the last 45 seconds of the game. Um, It wasn't pretty. That's all I'm going to say about it. Like y'all can go back and watch it. it. It got a little chippy. Um, and I can understand the frustration of teams on both sides. Like Denver pretty much had this game in hand. Obviously, there was still a whole nother half to play, um, at, you know, coming out of halftime and into the second half. But I get DU's frustration because I, I feel like they can win and they know they can win. And they just haven't been able to do that yet. And I also get UND's frustration after kind of letting DU back into the game. I mean, this game was never, it was not like the NDSU game. This was never out of DU's reach at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was wild. It was a little chippy. It, I mean, all within the last minute. Um, hopefully we don't, you know, hopefully both teams have settled from that and we don't see any of that anymore. That's all I really have to say about it. But I did want to um, note that final score, 78-68 UND. So they did split last week. Anyways, now we can move on. We talked St. Thomas, NDSU. Let's talk Denver, USD. I think, so I just mentioned that Denver has not been in the win column uh, in conference play. I think the way that USD shot on Saturday, um, coming off of that win and like being a little cold, I think this is Denver's opportunity to take a road win. That being said, the SCFC is one of the probably top three, top two hostile environments uh in the summit league i don't know what the shack is like in fargo i've never been there um but i do know that the sanford crowd sports center is pretty freaking wild so <laughs> i would put it in there up in the top two um 
So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good chance for Denver to come get a road win, get their first win, get their morale up. Um, but we'll see. Do they let? Do they only have – okay, so they're doing USD Omaha. See, the road trips are different this year. Yeah. They're a tad bit different because of the nine teams and also because um, SDSU and ORU are playing on Sunday. We're going to get to that one last, but that's a CBS sports game. And I suspect that it's on Sunday because it's a CBS sports game. Um, so SDSU is going to have an extra day in between their games, as will Oral Roberts. So ORU is going to go to Omaha and then SDSU. SDSU is going to go to Kansas City and then back home. And then Denver is going to go to USD and then Omaha. So it's 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 different than it, than it typically it's- has been. That's probably... Worth noting. It seems efficient as it can be, right? Um, yeah. As far as just sticking to one sport, we won't get into mere schedules again. But um, Shut up, Mark from a travel perspective, it looks pretty efficient. I don't yeah, disagree. I, what I are your thoughts that, on USD? Yeah, I think that it's definitely a trap game for USD. But after listening to Coach Karius' post-game comments, the Coyote Report, um, I think that this team is going to be, I don't think actually, I know this team is going to be fired up. Uh, they're going to be really focused and, um, to put it bluntly, I feel sorry for Denver having to be in the way of that. Unfortunate. They're the next team after the SDSU game. In some There's ways I point. don't disagree with that. Yeah. Okay. Noted. I think um, I think we'll have a big game from Natalie Mazurek. I think this will be a huge game for her. Okay. Next game up, um, ORU at Omaha. I'm not too concerned for ORU. I wish I could say different about Omaha right now. They're last in the league in defense. ORU is first in the league in offense. Um Omaha's allowing 84.6 and ORU scoring 80.5. So knowing ORU's offense. Where they're so wide open, though, they get so many looks. Like if ORU goes cold in that cold gym, Omaha could could hang around. I think they'll hang around for a half. Um, And then I think Kelsey Music will go into the locker room and say whatever she needs to say. And it'll be over at the point that those words leave her mouth. I mean, you think about <laughs> it, right? Just... Like if, if, uh, or you outscores, I mean, this is just stupid math, but like if, or you wins each quarter by six points, it's a 24 point win. So if they win it by two possessions each quarter, it's on that borderline of being a blowout. Yeah. So I could see Absolutely. it being that where Omaha for a couple quarters is close. Um, but we'll see. I think it's going to depend. I think it's going to depend on if, um, you know, Grace Cave gets healthier and is I, – I don't want to say more productive because I don't think that she wasn't productive last game. I, just, I Like I things. said, I think it was – yeah, I think it was a quiet 13 for her. Um, if Omaha could utilize Morgan Gardner a little bit more – I mean, she's in there, but she's a she seems to be pretty quiet in the stat line, so I'd like to see her get – a little bit um, more active, but we'll see uh, what they can do. But I'm definitely going. Oh, are you? Mm-hmm. And then um, SDSU will head down to Kansas City. 
I think Kansas City is going to hang around for a little while. I don't know how long. Um, they do have that transfer from Missouri State, Ifunaya. She hasn't been getting a crap ton of minutes um, or been super productive in those minutes, but I think that she's someone, even if she's not showing up in the stat line, she can be big defensively. Um, so at one point she was like top five or top eight in blocks in the league. I don't know if she still is, but that was a couple of weeks ago. Whatever I interviewed Jory like three weeks ago. Um, so I think that she could add some size that SDSU hasn't seen anywhere else in the league up to this point outside of Joe Langdon, maybe um, from St. Thomas. So that'll make it interesting, but I still think SDSU will ultimately run away with it. I agree. I think it's a big first and third quarter from SDSU that, that makes it the difference. Agree. Um, moving to Saturday. By the way, all those Thursday games are at 7 p.m. Central time. Love that. Um, love that. They are all on the Summit League network. The Omaha game is not listed as the Summit League Network, but it will be. It has been. None of theirs have been listed as that, but they have always been there. Um, they've been, they've been if not, there. you can okay. go to the Omaha website. So, um, going to Saturday at 1 o'clock Central St. Thomas uh, up at the Betty in Grand Forks to play North Dakota. This, for me, is probably going to be a little bit dependent on Thursday, but I'm going St. Thomas. North Dakota's like issue, per se, I hesitate to use that word, but North Dakota's inconsistency <laughs> um, hasn't voted well for them in the past. And St. Thomas is a team that I think has been pretty consistent thus far in league play. The only real like game that, that didn't look like the other games was South Dakota State, and that was because it was South Dakota State. So mm -hmm. I think St. Thomas probably takes this one from UND, certainly if UND turns the ball over 31 times. However, St. Thomas has been known to turn the ball over quite a few times as well. Um, so whoever can keep the ball in their hands, I think, is who wins that game. I think this will be Any one of the closer games of the uh, of the whole weekend. I think this one will be tight. I think it will be low scoring. Um, I think it will be a lot of turnovers. So you're going St. Thomas. I guess I'll – I don't know. God, that's a coin flip. I, I, I don't want to pull the home team – again but i do think that und can get back on track they've only got one game it's their only game they'll have extra uh days off days to practice they'll have extra days That's to watch point. st thomas especially against ndsu um, and i think this is a, a good bounce back win for und just to right. just to make the standings all congested at the top because why not why not um kansas city usd if if USD beats Denver, then I think that the Kansas City game is a trap game. If USD loses to Denver, then there's nothing to trap. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This is going to be a big home field advantage uh, or home field, Jesus, uh, home court advantage. Um, USD's got their Native American Heritage Day, and that always gets a pretty large crowd um, to come in. There's some really cool activities um, that occurred during that game before, during or before at halftime and after. Um, so it'll be a, a, a great environment. Like you said too, is the SCSC, even if it only has like 900 people in it, 
when it's loud, it's like when it's there's loud. runs and stuff, it's loud and you're going, man, if only this place was half full, it'd be even more awesome. But it, it's cool. It's like a it's a professional sporting event environment in there. But uh, Saturday is going to be uh, quite the atmosphere to be a part of. So I, I think USD cool. is going to ride high after a Thursday win and and pick up a win. I'm going to do the Lee, uh, Lee Corso thing. I'll pick up the pen. But it's going to be close by a field goal. I love Lee Corso. My little birthday buddy, Lee Corso. We have the same birthday. Oh, nice. Um, Denver, Omaha. I never know what to do with these two. It doesn't matter what year, where they are in the standings. I never know what to do with these two. Coin flip? I just never know. Um, you know, okay, I'll say this. See, but like you can say this for both teams. That's the sucky part. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, like, for Denver, I have seen their frustration and I've seen them be so egregiously close and just not be able to pull it off. I haven't seen Omaha be quite that close. I have not seen Omaha recover from like being down as well as DU has. I also think that DU, I mean, Omaha has a lot of names that that have been there. So I guess this isn't a fair statement, but I was going to say like, DU, DU looks like they've played together more. Yeah. And DU starting a couple of sophomores. And I know they have Emily Council and Michaela Minette. Um, Emily Council is their true senior. Michaela Minette is, I think, a fifth year. Um, but DU seems like they are more cohesive than Omaha. I just haven't been able to cross the hurdle. So I'm going to go DU, but I think it's going to be wild. So if we pick DU, that means Omaha falls to 0-8 to start. Yeah. God, but if we I don't, don't pick DU. I, I know that they're if, tied. If, if we don't pick DU, they fall to 0-8 too, don't they? No, no, no. They have a win. They have a win. DU has yeah, a win. Yeah, DU's got uh, one and four. So they would fall to one and five or two and five, excuse me. Not if we don't oh. pick them. What's that? If we don't pick them, they would fall to one and six. One and six. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, if we assume that they lose at USD. Yes. And we don't want to assume, right? And we what? Just kidding. We do want to assume. That's why we're fans. That's why we have this. We assume. Oh. I mean, I'm not going to assume. At least not for that game. I don't know. That's fair. I, I just think that Denver is so hungry. Like, you can see it. And sure, it's come out in ways that we don't want to see, like kicking a ball into the stands. But, like, you can tell that that fire is there. You can tell that they know that they have – they have it. They have the skill. They have the talent. They just haven't been able to weave it all together. So Denver out in Omaha. Next two games, Denver after after uh, this weekend, excuse me. So February 1st, they have Kansas City at home. And then Oral Roberts at home. Omaha goes to St. Thomas and then has a game against North Dakota in Omaha. That doesn't get any easier for Omaha. It doesn't this get is a must win. For... No, I know, the but this is this is a must win. This is like the must win for for Omaha for that 
see i guess the eight nine matchup on friday doesn't really matter if you're eight or nine does it no so no denver you're going denver yeah i'll go denver i i think it's a must win for denver because like sure they're at home you can play the altitude card oral roberts scores too many damn points so does kansas city like I, those are two games that I don't think Denver is is gonna win, based on what I saw from them last week. So I think this is a must win for Denver to to get in the win column again before they have to deal with that. And if Kansas City loses, right? Know. Like if they, I mean, if Kansas City loses to SDSU, um, depending on the the Denver, Kansas City, South Dakota, South Dakota State games, right? Then Kansas City flips around to South Dakota. Denver's looking at jumping up. Let me pull it up here. You know, two, three spots in the standings, potentially. Yeah. So you're right. There's a lot here. Of course I'm right. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, Okay. We need to talk about Sunday, January 28th. We do have Sunday basketball this week or this, this, whatever, I guess, technically next week. We have Sunday basketball um, in Brookings. ORU at SDSU. That is in Brookings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, right. Smack dab in the middle of the championship football games. Yep. 3 p.m. Sunday, CBS Sports Network. This is a matchup you do not want to miss. I will say this will be on in multi view. Yeah, throw it in the multi-view if you have that. If yep. you have YouTube TV, um, you have to watch this game. You don't want to miss this game. ORU is the top offense in the league. They score 80.6 points per game, I think, or 80.5. SDSU is the number one defense in the league. Here's the thing, though. ORU, number one offense, number eight defense, I think. Two. Yeah, they allow 73 73- Huh? Oh, I'm just looking at I only look at conference stats. So they're number two defensively in conference. Oh. Okay. I was looking at all the stats. Sorry, I'm weird. When conference play starts, that's all I'm looking at. That actually changes the game so much. So offensively, ORU is number one, 81.5 points a game. SDSU number three, 76.4 points a game. Um Defensively, SDSU is allowing 53.6 for the top spot, and ORU is second with 67.7. So the number one and number two, number one offensive team is the number two defensive team, and the number one defensive team is the number three offensive team. And they're one and two in point mar- in the margins. State's winning by yeah. an average of 22 points, or ORU's round up about 14. So it's going to be a great what matchup. It's going to be a great matchup. There's not going to be a lot of turnovers. Uh, there's going to be good shooting. Um, there's going to be great post play from both sides. Um, you know, I think this is a good matchup. I, I, who would match up with uh, – is is it Paige Meyer or Brooklyn Meyer who's the post? Who plays a lot of – Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Um, whoever's matched up against her, that's, that's going to be fun to watch. I wonder who is going to match up against her. Ruthie? I would lean that way. 
I'd be curious though to see. Um, I spoke. I wonder have to pay about attention Megan to the, the, Like, uh, if there's any press conference with ORU beforehand, just to kind yeah. of talk about the game to see how their matchups are going to go. Um, I'll have to look for that when we are done here tonight. I know they do like a weekly coaches show. Um, okay. Because they're always advertising Waldo's chicken, and I want it. That's the only reason I know about it. And because, and because last year um, I would watch, I haven't been as good about it this year because I'm so busy, but last year I would watch coaches shows to like anyone who had one um, to hear what they had to say so that I would be more educated in our interviews and not ask them something that they've answered 17 times. But it also like, it allowed for better questions, I think, when you go and watch yeah. those and then write your questions. Um, but yeah, also we're six weeks out from the summer league tournament. That's insane. Isn't that bonkers? Like January. Yeah. January is such a long month, but also like one week left of January, four weeks of February. I'll tell you this. So when USD, when the USD guys had their game on CBS sports network, uh, for state fans that, can't go to Brookings for the game. Tuning into this and hearing the March Madness music and then seeing your school logo come up, it's just like, let's go. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's like, here. I got to get my drink. I got to get my my chips or whatever. And, like, here we go, baby. March Madness music playing. <laughs> what are your go-to chips? What chips are you grabbing? Um. I mean, nothing beats good old tortilla chips and salsa, but like my go-to flavored chips are uh, the Doritos uh, sweet and spicy chili flavored purple bag. Okay. Um, Are you like eating salsa with your tortilla chips or are you just eating tortilla chips? Oh, salsa. I'll do like salsa or we'll do like uh, Rotel spicy Jimmy Dean sausage and Velveeta mixed in. Do a dip. Okay, I was gonna say, um, I have like a like a cheesy chili dip that is like like Velveeta Rotel, um, like chili starter, whatever. It's a go-to for the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I like the lime tortilla chips. People think I'm psycho, but I think they're so good. Like the hint of lime, whatever Tostitos. Oh my god, they're amazing. Because every once in a while, you get that drinks. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get that chip that has like so much seasoning on it, and you're just looking at it and you're like, Thank you, Jesus, uh-huh. for the opportunity to eat this chip. <laughs> you know, That's um, so true. I, just, I just rewatched School of Rock like last week, and honestly, that's a movie I could watch once a week for the rest of my life, it's that good. Um, but I just thought of how he's like, Thank you, God, for this opportunity to kick ass, or whatever he says. <laughs> Hilarious. That's what I say before I go into my job every day. <laughs> I should print off that quote and like hang it in my office. Hang it on the wall. Have you seen Talladega Nights? Have I seen Talladega Nights? Yes. <laughs> I mean, okay, great. Um, I asked someone that question last week and they said no. So there are people out there. Um, but no, when I was teaching at Clemson, um, we we had to do like a technology speech for our, for the requirements. 
which was annoying. So it's like, how do you do a technology speech? So I came up with the idea of a social media speech. And I was like, do something that you would do for like a TikTok, like, take me on a dorm tour, like take me to your sorority meeting, like whatever it be. And so I was like, you can do like a get ready with me. So I had um, this guy in one of my classes do like a get ready with me, like for his morning. So it showed, he showed like waking up, brushing his teeth, making his breakfast, like walking to class or whatever. And I kid you not, this boy in my class starts his video. It was so funny. He goes, I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. <laughs> and he comes to me and he's like, I hope that wasn't inappropriate. And I was like, not for me. Like that was fantastic. It no, was if great. you quote any Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, Will Will Ferrell, you're all right Will with Ferrell. me. Farrell, Oh my gosh, yeah, incredible! I love it. Um, okay, great. We're getting a little unhinged. Oh, we're getting more viewers now. Right when we hit the unhinged point, we talk about numbers Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell. Here we go. Vince Vaughn, the internship. I love that movie so much. You seen that one? Oh. Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson. Oh yeah. Intern to Google. So my wife, um, she was like, I, I know when Step Brothers comes on. And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, like, I can tell Step Brothers comes on before it even gets to the opening scene. And I went, okay. So I let it go by for months and months and months. And all of a sudden, like, it's on TV and I'm just flipping it on. And I think it just does like the first two notes of the intro music. And she comes <laughs> running out like, Step Brothers is on. Oh, God. <laughs> How? I love that so much. I love the where did he go to medical school? And she like says whatever school, and then she's like, and then Johns Hopkins. He's like, I smoked pot with Johnny Hopkins. You don't know a Johnny Hopkins. Yeah, it was Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering, and we were blazing that shit up all day. <laughs> You're sweating. I was watching cops. <laughs> I know you touched my drum set because cops doesn't come on till four. Did you touch my drum set? Oh my gosh. Um, 59 and minutes, 38 seconds. We're doing pretty good. I'm determined to be out in an hour and we have 18 seconds left. So watch something basketball. Don't forget about the CBS sports game. Um, tweet at us if you have something you want us to talk about or someone that you want on the show and go to the summer league tournament. Five seconds. Sports student athletes. Go to the game. Sports student athletes. Okay, bye.